0: Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in. It's the Tuesday edition of your drive right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We've got open phone lines the entire show if you want to take advantage of them. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. It is, of course, another summer day. I'm not watching the World Cup again. I'm telling you right now, if you come here looking for World Cup coverage, it's not happening here with me. Sorry, I'm not your guy for that. But anything else you want to get into, we've got you covered. And, of course, uh, being it is summer, that means every day we're looking for stuff, trying to figure out what are we going to talk about today, what's going on today. It's been a quiet sports day, but I think we can get into some things. Uh, I've got a few things that are interesting To me, so I hope that's interesting to you. We're getting close to football. People's rankings are coming out. That's happening. Uh, I was reading a ranking today of the conferences from uh, the Star Tribune. They cover the uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers. And so they're breaking down all the conferences. And I thought that was interesting. 11 weeks away from the Gophers season opener. So you know what that means? Uh, we're not that far from uh, everybody else as well. So I was reading how this blog, this uh, reporter covering Gophers football, breaks down the conferences. I thought it was interesting. First of all, SEC number one in his book. Number two, the Big Ten Third was the ACC. You remember the ACC? I do, too. The fourth best conference in the land was the Big 12. Fifth was the Pac-12. Now, the 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th is probably what you're wondering about. Coming in at number six, power six till the day I die, the American Athletic. Here's what they said. Central Florida got its undefeated season but was stiff-armed at the college football playoff door, and the Golden Knights snubbing had many calling for the playoffs to be expanded to eight teams. That won't happen anytime soon. So a group of five conferences like the American likely must settle for a New Year's Six Bowl berth. Last year, the American went 4-3 and three in bowls and landed three teams in the final AP Top 25, Number five, UCF. Number 21, South Florida. And number 25, Memphis. Despite losing coach Scott Frost in Nebraska, UCF has enough talent returning to win the league again. So that's the American. Number seven, Mountain West. Mountain West. Boise State, as the article reads, was the only Mountain West team to crack the final AP top 25 last year as the conference went 3 3 in Bowls. The breakdown continues. The Broncos return 15 of 22 starters, and that makes them the favorite to secure the one New Year's Six Bowl spot reserved for a group of five team. To do that, though, Boise State must fend off challenges from San Diego State, Fresno State, and Utah State. Now we get to number eight, and then all of a sudden the paragraphs shrink. Eight, nine, and ten, the paragraphs shrink. Conference USA, number eight. Here it is. This is the in-depth breakdown of Conference USA. The league went 4-5 and five in bowls last year with Florida Atlantic under coach Lane Kifton opening with an 11-3 season with 53 route of Akron and the Boca Raton Bowl. The Owls are cream of the CSA crop with North Texas and Marshall a step back. That's it. That's your breakdown. That's your breakdown of Conference USA. It goes further. Number nine is the Mid-American Conference. A 1-4 bowl record was a disappointment for the MAC, which in 2016 sent P.J. Flex Western Michigan Broncos to the Cotton Bowl. Ohio in the east and northern Illinois in the west Entire uh, enter the season as division favorites. And then finally, the Sun Belt. Troy, Arkansas State, and Appalachian State are the top three teams in this conference, which won four of its five bowl games last year. Don't sleep on Troy, which beat LSU 24-21 in Baton Rouge last year. Okay. That's your breakdown. Uh, it's just interesting. I thought that was fascinating to see where um, the breakdowns were from somebody who maybe doesn't follow the group of five, the power five, more his forte. Uh, Big 12, since there's probably some of you interested in the Big 12, Adam, again, is four, uh, mentioned Oklahoma had been the standard bearer for the Big 12 in the playoff era, making the conference's only two playoff appearances 2015 and 17, the Sooners appear to be the class of the league this year, too, with West Virginia, TCU, Texas, and Oklahoma State providing depth. The Big 12 went five and three in bowls last year, but couldn't land a second team in the New Year's Six contest. That must change for the conference to move up. I think it's going to be a tough haul for the Big 12 because the ACC is probably ranked fairly at three. Big Ten, SEC, I think those are fair rankings. I think really 1, 2, and 3, totally fair. I agree the Big 12 is better than the Pac-12. So I'm, I'm agreeing with that. I think American is fair at 6. And honestly, I think 7 and 8 probably fair as well until we see some movement from Conference USA. But I think that could flip a little bit. I don't see why Conference USA in the next few years could not make that run, get this league to a point where it could be seven. It's not going to be six anytime soon because the revenue is not going to be there from media partners, and that's the difference right now. The American makes more money than the Mountain West, Conference USA, Mid-American, and Sun Belt. It's not a Power Six situation, though. You are still in a Power Five, and then there's you. As the American, but they've made strides. I think the American is what I hope Conference USA would have been several years ago. I was hoping that Conference USA would really try to be the best of the rest. I know that's kind of a backhanded compliment. You're the best of the rest. But in the landscape that is college football right now, that's not a bad place to be. If you're number six, if you're in the conversation, if you're doing the right things to put your program in a a bright spot. And look, uh, the American had three top 25 teams, UCF, South Florida, and Memphis. I mean, that's pretty, pretty good. And you keep that up, be able to crack through eventually. And basketball might be where this league makes some noise as well. I mean, what if the American really became a superpower, a basketball superpower, and that would just elevate everything else? Uh, Conference USA has got some work to do just because, again, revenue, teams, I think you've got Marshall that has reasserted itself in basketball, and we'll see where that takes this program. I'm ready for basketball. Everyone's excited for basketball. I even read The Columnist today. The Columnist is excited for basketball. I knew that. The Columnist is excited for basketball. And there are a lot of people who are seeing that basketball is fun, again, at Marshall University. And really, as a kid growing up in Huntington, it was always a Marshall basketball town. Marshall football was there, and it was holding on. It was struggling, but it was there. People still attended it. People still followed it. People always optimistic about it. But Marshall was a basketball school, and you had that run in the 80s where basketball was the ticket. That was the golden ticket. If you were looking for uh, excitement, you were looking for the thing to do, and it was basketball season, you're going to the Henderson Center. I mean Henderson Center was a pristine brand spanking new early on. It was a upgrade in some ways from the fieldhouse, fresh start for the herd, making a run, becoming a relevant basketball school again. Winning a lot of games in the Southern. Some good rivalries there. Some great travel. If you liked basketball, you traveled following the Thundering Herd, you had some good destinations to go to. And now I think people are picking back up on, hey, basketball's fun. There's fun. There's a lot to be had here for seeing basketball rise. You're getting this new scoreboard. I think more people are going to show up. I would be so surprised if attendance did not pick up for basketball season. I would just completely be surprised because there's so much coming back. There's so much promise that this team's going to be really good again. And you've got everybody else coming back. Everybody's back except Ideen Pinaba. He took his own path, and I hope that works out for him. I really hope that Ideen Pinaba finds his way to where he wants to be and he gets to live his dream playing in the NBA. And if going this route works for him, more power to him. I would love to see him stay because I think he could have had an outstanding season with the Thundering Herd. But with everything coming back for Thundering Herd, I think Marshall's in good shape right now. But it was interesting. Just look at these. Uh, these again, this is one man's opinion. Uh, this is from um, the Star Tribune. And it's from Randy Johnson who covers the uh, Golden Gophers. No, not Randy Johnson over on our sister station, 93.7 The Dog. Not that guy. No, it, this is actually a Randy Johnson that uh, can write. All right, I'll tell you what. We'll take our first break. We're going to come back and um going to get in some things. You know, I've got to applaud what FAU is doing to try to make football fan-friendly for their fans. And we'll talk about that when we continue. We'll get your phone calls in as well. It's the Tuesday edition of The Drive right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So, one of the biggest things that maybe is a detriment to fans in college football, maybe college basketball as well, is just the price of a mission. Now, Marshall's made some strides trying to make sure that football is affordable for those who want to go take advantage of some of their pricing. And that's a great step for them, making sure that if you want to go to a Marshall football game, there's a ticket pricing option for you. Now, when you get in the stadium, though, you're almost held captive, almost. It's a little different at Marshall because of the pass out. And basically what happens is fans can get a pass, go out, hit the tailgate, drink till their heart's content, do what they do, Come back in the stadium. And some of the fans like that. A lot of the fans like that. Of course you'd like that. Because you get to leave the stadium. You can go out in the tailgate. All that food that you have grilled, brought together, prepared. You can just go and have a tailgate in time. And then you get to go back in the stadium. You never have to go past the concession stand. Why why would you go to the concession stands? all right there in the parking lot. Now... I think there's a better way. Hear me out. First of all, let's talk about what FAU is doing. Now, the lane train is in full effect. The lane train has got people excited. Yes, people are excited about Florida Atlantic football. Now, how long this can be sustained is a good question. But right now, while the Express is underway, hop on that train and go, right? Well... Sometimes, when you have success, you capitalize on it. Hey, we've got a successful year. Prices are going up a little bit, but it's because we want to continue to be successful. Well, not the case at FAU. Prices are not going up. So, instead of raising prices, FAU has decided to introduce what they call paradise pricing. What is paradise pricing? They've got themselves a menu that probably rivals the dollar menu at McDonald's in some regards. So it's an a la carte menu. They've got hot dogs, potato chips, nachos, and there's even special pricing for students. Now, first of all, if you are an FAU student, if you're among the first 1,000 students who show an owl card... Uh, You're also going to get two free slices of pizza. And tell me right now, what Marshall student wouldn't turn down an opportunity for but two free slices of pizza? I'm about ready to lose my producer right now, who is a Marshall student, because he heard free pizza, and he's thinking he can go get some. It's not the case, though. Uh, Now, not everything's going to get hit with the Paradise pricing, so... They've got Subway in their state. they got Subway in their stadium? Man. So Subway. You're not going to go get a dollar sub. Not happening. But there's going to be food at regular prices. It's probably going to be the, the more brand name stuff, maybe. Also, you're going to have a lot of food that's going to be under Paradise pricing. And so here's what the Paradise pricing looks like. Now, If you're a fan, you're at the stadium, you're a fan, and you want to hit the concession stand, I'm going to go with the priciest items first, and then we'll work our way down. So if you're a fan of legal age, and you want to have yourself an imported beer, as long as you got your ID with you, $5. It's going to be available at all bars with proof of age for FAU fans. $5, you get yourself an imported beer. Okay? It's not terrible four dollars for domestic same thing going to be available to all bar locations you prove that you're old enough to drink they'll sell you imported or domestic beer now say you want a hot dog hot dogs two dollars that's right two dollars for a hot dog that's not terrible i don't know what the hot dogs taste like at fau but that's not terrible Again, I'm really picky with my hot dogs. I have standards, which I'm not going to get into in this program here. But there are standards in which all hot dogs are measured in Huntington. Now, if you're thirsty, say you want a beverage, uh, a soda. And I'm not sure what size this is going to be. I'm, I'm not thinking this is uh, super small here. I'm thinking this might be just normal size. But if you want a soda, or as uh, we call it here in the in the state of West Virginia, the correct pronunciation is pop. You want some pop? Two dollars. So I can get a hot dog and, and pop soda. For those of you who maybe are just not as affluent as uh, some of us are, you call it a soda. Two dollars. So four dollars. I can get a hot dog and I can get a cold tasty beverage. That's pretty good. Then if I want a pretzel, I can get that for a dollar. I get a pretzel for a dollar. That's pretty good. I can't get a pretzel for a dollar around here. Can't do that. You want chips? A dollar. Dollar for chips. You want a water. The most price gouged item you can buy sometimes at a arena or a stadium. You want a you want a bottle of water? You want some water? One dollar. I can't even go to some convenience stores located near us and get a bottle of water for a dollar. So one dollar for a water. And this is your fan menu. It's not gonna be at all concession points. I think they're gonna have everything marked out. So I can't go get maybe this deal at the subway concession point, but this is pretty good. If I'm a fan, I look at this and go, all right. I'm going to take the family and you know if we want something to drink it's pretty affordable. We want get a couple hot dogs. That's pretty good too. You're not going to you're not going to spend that much money in the grand scheme of things here. It's not going to break the bank. Heck, I can't go to the movies nowadays and get a hot dog for $2. You can't get a hot dog for $2 at the movie theater. That's I haven't seen $2 price or a hot dog. At a movie theater forever. They sell hot dogs and all this other stuff and soda and pretzels, chips, water. They sell all that stuff. You can't get that. No. That's good pricing. Now, if you're a student and you've got your OWL card, no, nope, don't forget. If you're a student and you show up before everybody else, if you're among the first thousand, you get those pizza slices for free also. Same thing with the beer. Imported beer for students will be $5 and domestic beer is going to be $4. Nachos. They're offering nachos. $3 for nachos. That's that's okay. After all, nachos are a complete meal. You get the nacho chips and you get the cheese and then right there, I think that doesn't that satisfy all four food groups maybe. That's a complete meal. Then the hot dogs are $2. The pop, soda, whatever you want to call it, $2. The pretzel, chips, and water, all dollar as well. So I think really the thing here is uh, the student menu, they're adding the nachos. So if you want a nacho and you're a student, if I want nachos, I'm sending, I'm sending a student to go get me some nachos. So why are they doing this? Isn't this a source of revenue for FAU, right? This is where this is where you make some money. I mean, if we go with the old concession rule here, again, I mentioned going to the movies. I think it's like five dollars. You want a large drink at the movie theater? It's like five, more than five dollars actually. And the last time I was at a movie theater a few weeks ago, I was with Woody Woodrum. You remember us on this show? I looked at him like, you spent $8 plus on a bag of popcorn. $8 plus, my friend. You have to take out a small loan to go to a sporting event sometimes or the movies because concession prices are jacked up. Now, FAU, they're like, no, we want more fans because they averaged almost 19,000 fans per game last season. That's not up the Marshall spec just yet, but that's still important because in 2016, they averaged a little over 10,000 fans. So they averaged almost 9,000 fans more per game, and the stadium holds a little over 29,000. So that's a huge jump. That was one of the biggest jumps in Division One. Purdue and Akron did a little bit better, but other than that, they were... Among the best. So, unfortunately, the um, NCAA views the the Boca Bowl as a home game. Um, Akron was the designated home team. Uh, They had 25,000-plus in that, so um, that's pretty big. So, Conference USA counts FAU's attendance at uh, almost 18,000, but you know what? The bowl helped. It counted. But that ranks them 10th in Conference USA. That's head only of Western Kentucky, uh, Middle Tennessee, FIU, and Charlotte. Uh, FAU finished 7th in Conference USA with 61% of the stadium filled on average. Uh, There were some inconsistent turnouts from the student section. So now, here's what they're doing. We're winning. Jump on. The lane train is rolling, right? lane train's rolling. Fans are excited. They're actually excited here because FAU, all of a sudden, there's a little relevancy to the program, and Lane Kiffin, with his personality, brings a lot of that. And a lot of people are putting down chips right now. I'm betting on the lane train to win Conference USA again. They're hoping that, one, the excitement... Uh, the lane train and FAU football brings more out, including students. And then look at this. Hey, once we get you here, you want to you want some pop soda for your Floridians? We'll get you. We'll hook you up for a dollar. Hook you up for a dollar. Want a hot dog? We got you covered as well. You want a hot dog? Two dollars. You can come to the concession stand. And you can get get two dogs. You get two hot dogs, and you can get yourself a soda for $2. Water for one. There you go. You haven't spent all your money. And if you want to stay in the stadium and drink domestic beers, we've got you covered for $4. Now, I'm not saying that's the best price ever, but you're in the stadium. And I don't think they have a pass-out policy. I can't comment on that because i don't know but i'm gonna imagine they don't have the pass out policy so you're leaving the game if you want to go partake in what's in your tailgate or you're staying in and if that's the case then you're gonna buy yourself eventually if you're of that of that type that wants to have a tasty cold domestic you're gonna pay four dollars it's a pretty good plan now I don't see that happening anytime soon anywhere else in Conference 2, I say. Maybe I'm going to be wrong here. But it's going to be interesting to see what the attendance looks like. If attendance goes up a little bit, what actual revenue is going to be because you might encourage more people to visit the concessions. Point is simple. The concessions might boost ticket sales because all of a sudden, you're kind of looking at this like, I, I want to go to the game, but... You know, I want to take the kids, and you know, I don't know. It costs a lot. I'm going to, I'm, I'm not gonna tell the kid that he can't have a, a pop. I'm gonna not do that. I'm not gonna tell my kid that you can't have a pretzel or a hot dog. I'm not gonna do that. So it might not be me showing up all the time. I'll take him maybe once a year. I'll go one one game. Maybe I can get him to one game. Hey, we're gonna go see this game because it's an arm and a leg to go feed these kids. Not now. FAU. And I'm sure the tickets aren't that expensive. So you're really not spending that much money. That's a good plan. We'll see what it looks like, though, because this might fall flat on its face and FAU might not increase in attendance, and then maybe revenues aren't what they expect them to be from the concession stands. And again, this isn't for all concession points, but you know, the last time I went to a Cincinnati Reds game, you know where I went? Just because I went to the dollar dog stand. It's got a couple dollar dogs. Slap some condiments on it, I'm good. Perfect. And if you're a student, it's probably going to be even better because you get those $3 nachos. So that's the kicker right there. I don't know why I still make this pricing for everybody. It's like, okay, here's the prices for everybody. But the nachos, I guess, is the... Uh, is the thing to make the students feel a little bit better. 304 399 8255. Toll freeze 877 420 8255. We got more on the way. It's the Drive ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition. It's June 19th. Your drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM. And AM nine thirty. We talked a little bit about it. How AT and T and Time Warner, their deal has been approved. So uh, now AT and T, purchasing Time Warner, closing that deal, and they have now announced a new sports free streaming service. This isn't out of left field. Uh, This was disclosed during the company's federal court case. They call it the Watch TV Skinny Bundle. It's expected to come out this week. And it's going to be, as they describe it, a very, very skinny bundle. It's going to include the Turner Networks, and it's not going to have sports. It's going to be entertainment-centered. This is going to be free for AT&T Unlimited customers. So if you've got unlimited wireless, you're going to get this. be part of your package. $15 $15 a month for non-customers. And it's available, what they say, is on any platform. So I'm assuming your your iPhone, your Android device, maybe Fire Stick, Roku, uh, Apple TV, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, but they're going to have connected TV availability, desktop access. Um, this is going to be pretty much one of the bigger... That's not going to have ESPN. It's not going to have NBC Sports Network. It's not going to have FS1. Uh, it's not going to have any any of the, uh, sports networks, any of the league-owned networks. And this is an interesting twist on cutting the cord here, because if you know AT&T, they've already got a TV now. That's already their cutting-the-cord network. That has sports, though, and that's $35 a month. So... Watch TV is going to be different from DirecTV now instead of having the $35 a month starting and you get sports included, you're going to get no sports whatsoever. So if you are a cord cutter, you're going to look at this one and go, you know what? I really just watch these channels here and I'm not interested and I want to watch some of these channels. I can watch them. All right. I'll take this $15 package. Now, if this merger wouldn't have gone through, this thing wouldn't have happened. So now that has gone through, you're going to hear about this probably uh, here in this week, next week. They're going to come out more with this. But this isn't the first skinny bundle. Uh, Philo is a skinny bunder bundle. It's $16 a month, and Philo doesn't have the Turner Network. So maybe not your cup of tea. This might be a a point where people who are looking to get rid of cable might hop on this. If you don't want to pay for for cable, but you want to watch some of these channels, okay, here you go now. This could happen, this could change how things are, are handled because all of a sudden... Sports might have to be offered differently. Just keep that in mind. Because right now, Conference USA's inventory, a lot of Conference USA's inventory is going on ESPN+. ESPN Plus is not the primary, but it's going to be where a lot of content's going. It's basically the step up from CUSA TV. Now, CUSA is still going to be a thing, as we talked about last week with Tim McNamara. We, we might see this where eventually we might not see sports offer the way they used to be. I think you're still going to have room for your traditional TV outlet. But right now, it's to the point now where subscription numbers are going down. I don't know how much further you know, the networks can go as far as the heavy-hitting contracts. But then you've got the networks partnering with the leagues. I mean, the ACC network is going to be huge. It's going to be another resource for ACC. And if you want to watch Marshall games, well, better hook up your TV to your computer if you don't have a device because it's going to be ESPN Plus. It's going to be stadium. It's going to be CBS Sports Network. It's going to be Facebook. Don't forget, Twitter's going to eventually jump into this as well. Um, Twitter's going to be a force, I'm sure. They're they're pushing for this type of content as well. Because why wouldn't you? People get annoyed, though. You see Facebook and they get annoyed with the comments. You go to Twitter, that's where they want to be. That's all people do, they're commenting on this. Why not have a piece of that action as well? So just kind of keeping you updated on what's happening with this kind of stuff. It's fascinating to to see where we are. I mean, it was so exciting when all of a sudden, satellite. I've got satellite TV now. It's amazing. I don't have to go through the cable company anymore. I have satellite TV. I can get NFL Sunday ticket. And that, you know what, that was the thing. Why did so many people jump on DirecTV? It's because NFL Sunday ticket, and let me tell you, it was so much more affordable once upon a time. It's to the point now, I don't even buy it. I would love to watch it every year. I'd love to be able to have so many games, but I want to watch Bengals games. And if my lousy local network that carries the Bengals games doesn't show them then i'll listen to it on radio the the local affiliate i'll just say that the local cbs affiliate if they don't carry the uh, game then i will have to go elsewhere i'll I'll catch it on radio Um, it's just not worth it it's getting ridiculous and and i think that's another thing they've kind of almost priced themselves out of this why would you spend all that money And for a lot of fans, you're sort of disenfranchised to a degree because, okay, here are the teams I want to watch. Well, you're kind of hosed where you're at because there's this team, and, okay, we got to have Washington, we got to have Cleveland, we got to have Pittsburgh, we got to have Cincinnati. Nobody's happy. Completely. There's no happy. Everybody gets hosed in some way because we've got at least four fan groups. And, You're going to get hosed somehow, and that's why you're going to the sports uh, restaurant. You're going to go watch the game there. Now they're making a killing there. They're they're paying for the subscription. Of course, they got to pay the the crazy rate. They got to pay the business fee for that. And then for a lot of people showing up, spending a lot of money just to watch your game on a Sunday, how much longer does that last? Where these things get out of control? Of course, the restaurants are going to do it the restaurants for the most part if you're a sports themed restaurant you're going to you're going to just do it you're going to pay for this and you're going to hope that your customers come in and your clientele come in and and pay for this stuff but it's been a fun transition for some because there's more choice now at the same time i liked it when i just i turned on my satellite receiver there it is you get to watch my game and remember they weren't showing my game. I could buy the extra package, and I could watch like the ESPN Plus predecessor. You know, Game Pass. I could watch the college games on Saturday. That was great. Just have a little extra package. Like, okay, I don't like these games, but I want to watch this game. And and then you had so many of the different channels on the sports package you can watch different games all over the place. And now, I mean, it doesn't even look like that. They're, it's almost all standardized. Just like I flip the channels and go, same game, same game, same game, same game. Oh, different game. Completely. So on one hand, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. On the other hand, what, what ultimately does it mean as far as how we digest our content? Because going back a couple of weeks, Again, I read The Columnist every Tuesday in the Herald-Dispatch. I read him every Tuesday. Always want to see what he has to say. Going back a couple of weeks, while I think this is exciting, I get The columnist point. You know, there's a fan base out there that just hasn't caught up to this yet. They're, they're the type where turn their cable box on, flip to the channel, there it is. What channel can I watch this on? Well, you can't. It's on Facebook. Well, I don't have a computer. Well, you can't watch the game. It's on ESPN+. Well, how do I get that? Well, do you have a computer? No. Uh, Do you have a streaming device? No. Well, you can't watch that. Why can't I? Well, because it's not on TV. They're showing the game, but it's not on TV. Unless you get this app. And then you can watch it on your TV or your app. You can watch it on your phone, your iPad. we help you out there. So totally get where the columnist is coming from on that. Completely segregating a a group of fans. Now, I don't know how the numbers shape up, how many fans are going to be left behind on this. But this is where it's going. Sports are going to be affected somehow. I don't know if it's going to be all positive because, again— those subscription numbers mean something. And if you have ESPN losing subscribers and ratings aren't that good, and then you have FS1, which I don't even know what they're doing, is anyone watching them, and they're not at the subscriber level that ESPN is, if you're losing all this, then all of a sudden, you know, what's the TV sports landscape look like? 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We'll wrap it up when we continue. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Thanks for joining me on this Tuesday. So, Gambus. Supreme Court, of course, striking down the uh, Professional Amateur Sports Protection Act of 1992. And looks like we're not done just yet. I don't think this is going to be anything that ultimately impacts what's happening, but there's going to be a congressional hearing on sports betting. It's going to be scheduled for next week. NFL is going to be there. The House Judiciary Committee is going to tentatively hold the hearing June 26th uh, unless circumstances forces it to reschedule. So we're like six weeks now out from what happened. And right now... The Judiciary Committee and the Commerce Committee want to examine this issue because they're looking to make sure the integrity of the sport, whatever the sport may be, is still in place. Uh, Senator Orrin Hatch is announcing that he is working on sports betting legislation, which is focused on protecting the integrity of sports. Um, They're trying to strengthen the Sports Bribery Act. Now, that federal law... Didn't get hit here by the Supreme Court. Okay, I'm okay with this. I'm, I get this because, after all, I don't think we need a situation where teams are taking bribes. Plain and simple. I'm kind of curious, though. I would throw this out here, just top of my head. What about teams that tank? Is that anywhere close to this I mean, if a team deliberately tanks, like, they don't go out to try to win. Should that be a crime? Should tanking be illegal? I'm sorry, you're not good enough to get a high draft pick, but you're not bad enough either. If you can win the game, try to win the game. I mean, I'm not accusing anybody of tanking. But if there's a superstar player out there that's going to make my team immediately better. And my team's not that good to begin with here. And I drop a few more games and I guarantee myself I get that pick. Or at least close to a shot at that pick. Why Why wouldn't I tank, right? I'm doing it for my fans, right? You suffer through the year of me tanking so I can get the superstar coming in is going to save the day. It's a random thought here, but I think as far as sports betting is concerned, I'm betting on this team to win or this bet team to lose, and you've got one team that's willfully trying to lose. I think that skews everything. Just a random thought here, but back to this. So, NFL definitely is on top of this because they're part of the case that was against New Jersey's efforts. And I keep hearing the integrity fee. NFL said it would look to Congress to create a framework for sports betting. The league is... They're working with Orrin Hatch's office. Of course they are. Um, they're lobbying as well. They, they've they got lobbying efforts in Washington. They're going to be, I'm sure, pushing for maybe a integrity fee or they're going to be pushing for some sort of piece of this pie because they feel that they need a cut so they can guarantee the validity of everything. I would think if the, uh, the sports books looked at this and said, okay, we're going to partner with the NFL because we want their metrics, we want their data, we want their stats, we want all that, then I think that's where the NFL would come in. I think that's a deal you can make. But I don't think you should have a... We're going to pay you because, well, you're going to guarantee that it's going to be uh, the game. The integrity is there because you're going to guarantee that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's where I'm at with that. All right, that's going to do it for this edition. We will come back tomorrow on a Wednesday. I want to thank our producer, Gabriel Sellert, for taking good care of us. I'm Paul Swan. Back tomorrow for The Drive. Until then, good night, everyone. 227-BS Huntington, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.